0: Hello, and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're finally getting round to a review of the Target Book. Of the Seas of death, but of course, this week, well, it, it's it's insignificant. Really, this review, and it, Paul, to a certain extent, yes, yeah, it's insignificant because, of course, this evening, the twelfth Doctor was announced, and it is, of course,
1: and it's spoilers if you don't want to. Listen. If you don't want to listen to? It. Oh, it's going out tomorrow. They'll know by now. So, i not. I don't care about spoilers yeah, now. Yeah, Sod you're it. just not going to look at the internet or listen to any podcasts for the next four to six months, yeah then there you go. But that's no, four months, actually, isn't it? It's four months.
0: Four months. It is indeed. Four months now. Crikey. Only four months to go. Um, yes, it is, of course, Peter Capaldi,
1: as is the 12th Doctor. Yes. Um, the book he has got it right. It is interesting, isn't it, when that sort of thing happens?
0: Yeah, because his name just came out of nowhere this week, didn't it?
1: Yeah, Probably when he went down the bookmaker and put a large amount of money on him.
0: So.
1: <laughs> him and Moffitt clinged up, didn't
0: we? <laughs> I think they oh God. um so I mean we haven't discussed this yet, have have we? Even no. in our little um our little uh, pre show uh ramble. Um yeah, we we haven't said to either uh, what we think about this yet. So I'm gonna ask you to go first, Paul. What do you think of this casting?
1: Um on the basis that I've been banging on about wanting an older Doctor, I can't really complain. We wanted a good actor. Can't complain. No. Uh, I'm just, yeah, really looking forward now. Same
0: here. All... Yeah. Same here, mate. I'm an absolute um, same opinion. And the interesting thing is, he's the same age as Hartnell when he took on the role. 55. Yes. So yes. It's,
1: it's almost come full circle in the 50th anniversary, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yes. And we've got, we've got a Doctor that's older than us again.
0: Yes now that actually i'm I'm glad it's an older actor yeah uh, they they you know um where did you watch the actually i think it was also worth discussion is the manner in which he was announced in the role yes
1: that program
0: yes yeah ah uh, oh God was that really necessary it was it was nothing it was nothing leading up to it was it
1: yeah it it was just just so odd in terms of the the people they had on there.
0: Yeah, um, Davison I can understand. Yes, uh, Cribbins I,
1: I can understand. I can understand, and quite a lot of the people they had via video I can understand. Mm. But, <laughs> but uh, Lisa Tarbuck, yes,
0: some kid out of I don't outnumbered. Know what, out, is it Isn't, outnumbered? Is it? All right. I think so.
1: Is it? I don't I, know. I, <laughs> Got I,
0: no I, idea. N- me no, I never watched outnumbered. outnumbered. Let's say that then. <laughs>
1: I think they just wanted a kid on there, didn't they? Who who wouldn't be going on about how Tom Baker was brilliant when I was young. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then you have got Rufus Hound, who cocked up, fan- you know, fabulously in front of a room full of Doctor Who fans with uh, yeah. Peter Eccleston.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm slightly worried now because I'm I'm waiting till the first time they call him Jim Capaldi. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's one for all you prog rock fans out there. Oh, so yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not going to go too too hard on him for that, actually. No, not
0: really, not really. Sooner or later, it is going to happen. He's going to come up as Jim Capaldi. Yeah, um, yeah I just thought that the, the whole manner of the, the programme was a bit bizarre and a bit unnecessary, it, really. I... Considering they were building that, was meant to be a new confidential, and it was nothing of the sort, was it?
1: Yeah, it would... How well? What they did well was when they did it for Smith. Mm. That was a brilliant show, from what I can remember of it now. Mm-hm, yep. Yeah. And something similar to that would have been very nice. Yeah. Um. This wasn't really.
0: No. They 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 tried to turn that into some sort of interactive showbiz spectacular. Um, yeah. It was like one of those. Um, oh god! I tried to think. Noel Edmonds used to do something something similar. Sort of like get unrelated um, celebrities on to talk, you know, wax lyrical about something or other who had nothing to do with the. Uh, with the making of that particular program, I can't. There was. I yeah. Can't, what the hell, do you remember? Was it, um, like, Noel's Addicts or something like that? Wasn't that what it was called?
1: Yeah, we did do Teddy Addicts at one stage, but yeah, there was something else he did. Yeah, sort of quiz thing or around. It would have been all right if they'd have actually have done something like a, a show looking back at the fifty years, mm. and then at the end, it culminated with this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, they decided to go for something. And so all the, all the way through, you had like, people's tweets and emails scrolling across the bottom, uh, and then uh, Zoe Bull reading out the odd question that, that uh, people were asked to send in. Uh, it was all ultimately redundant, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and there's uh, yeah, so much stuff on there that you just thought, well, yeah, why? Yeah. Just get to it. Dude. If you're going to then have people like Davison and Cribbins, let, let them talk about the show when they was in it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But just to have them on there, just to sit there and say, "Have you heard who it is yet?" No, right, next person. Yeah, it was.
0: Oh, no, it, it does annoy me that everything has to be, I don't know, well, interactive. That's what annoys uh. me. You know, not everything has to be interactive. The audience doesn't have to have to have a say in everything. You know, just announce who it is and get on
1: with it. <laughs> um, but- someone actually mentioned. Do you think this was just a test of how well they could simulcast stuff around the world? Well, quite possible. With quite something possible. that was slightly far away, so they then could uh, see how it works for the and what the t- audience would be for if they do it for the fiftieth.
0: Possible, possible. I just think it was just a ridiculous way of doing it. Really, whether it was you know put aside the uh, the simulcast thing, I just thought it was a bit bit well or stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. it would just be been more interesting if you'd have had sort of yeah, talking to the to the existing doctors about their experience of being offered the role. Yeah. Just something building around that. And, and than regeneration. Get, yeah, or rather whatever.
0: than giving the you know the new actor less than ten minutes to to talk about it at the end. Uh yeah. I since I since remember the special confidential with, when they announced Matt Smith, he was given quite a lot to say. Hmm. What I can
1: remember. So It'd have been interesting to have had him on the sofa with Davison just to Yeah if yeah, he wanted to right. ask him any any questions about what to look out for or you know Yeah, see. What did oh, you find with I this? Know. You know, I mean, it's it's been,
0: just, it was just a well, I don't know. It just seemed a bizarre way of doing it and a bizarre presenter for it as well, Zoe Ball. I mean Yeah. Um I, I mean, I don't. I mean, this. I'm. It sounds like I'm being down on the fact that Peter Capaldi's got the role. I mean, it could be further from the truth. It, it was just the manner in which it was done. I find peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it, it did, and it is. It is definitely um, happy that he's got it.
0: Yeah. I I've um, on our Facebook group. I did ask. Um, you know, so Peter Capaldi. Then, what do we think? Um, I've had a couple of answers back. Um, One's from Martin from the Bad Wolf podcast. He says, "I'm excited for it. Brilliant actor, Oscar winning. No doubts in my mind." No one, one of our, uh, listeners called Alan. He, he said, "He is the Doctor." The other one, listener Suki, says, "It's a great choice. I didn't think it was going to be him because of his commitment to the Three Musketeers TV show, and because of his high profile role of Malcolm Tucker. But I'm really excited for the future." So yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the, uh, I think that's probably the general consensus. He, I think the show's in good hands. Really. Yeah, or the role of the doctor is in good hands. Um, yeah. However, I've uh, I've read some absolute cobblers being said about this um, because because Moffat said that he was the only actor he had in mind at this particular stage. Um, people now demanded to know that other people were auditioned, particularly from um, minority backgrounds and also women as well. Why?
1: Why? Yeah. Why? Um, He's got an idea. I mean, the the, the whole fact about. Actually, the thing thinking about him being cast in the role was, had they had the opportunity to cast him yeah. and hadn't taken it, yeah, and we, everyone had found out afterwards, everyone would be going, why didn't they do that?
0: Uh, someone made that very point. They said you don't pass up an opportunity to not cast someone mm. like Peter Capaldi.
1: If, if he says yes this, to this it... This might be the yeah. only time that he's willing to say yes, yeah. or able to say yes due to other commitments.
0: Then you've got to take it.
1: Yeah. You've got
0: to take it. and Okay, at the expense of... Okay, I mean, this is what sort of slightly irks me about this whole casting of the Doctor. There's so many people out there, fans, bloggers, blah, 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 have all got their... I don't know. Um, I can't think of the best way to describe it. They, they seem to think they they their input counts when it comes to casting and what they say matters. At the end of the day, no, it doesn't. Uh, what we're talking about now doesn't matter. No. You know, and it's you know, none of none of them at the uh, uh BBC are gonna be listening to anything we say or do with regards to uh, Capaldi being cast. They couldn't care no, less I, I,
1: I don't know though. We said we wanted an older doctor, we wanted a good actor, so they've listened to us. They just don't listen <laughs> to them. That's the thing.
0: <laughs> but it's the thing, I mean it's even now people just aren't satisfied. The fact that we've got a damn good actor in the role, and I think that's been everyone's concern along the way, is yeah. that we just want it doesn't matter who it was
1: long we as just they wanted were the a good person for the job exactly and it's difficult to say there is a better person out there no. I mean as sitting there from this point without having seen him do in the role mm. It's difficult to say that you can you could think of name people that would be better for the job
0: yeah, I don't think there is. I really don't um, but I know this is going to lead to weeks of debate and argument uh, about his casting and why didn't they cast a black actor, why didn't they cast a woman uh well, really, I think. We've we've had a a bit of a sort of uh, a moratorium on sort of like casting rumours and everything. Um, I think really we should have a bit of a moratorium on that subject. Yeah. From now on, actually. Um, yeah. The actor's been cast. Let's wait and see what happens at Christmas and and how he how the eleventh does regenerate into the
1: twelfth. And now, of course, we're going to start. We're now going to spend the rest of the the time now saying, how long do you think he's going to be the Doctor? Oh, well, that will be in the um, the tabloids tomorrow. You 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 watch. I must admit, that's the only thing. That, actually, that, having said that now, now, now I know I will actually bring it up as a proper subject. Um, that's the only thing that worries me about him being cast, actually, because you can't see him doing it for any length of time. You, you fear there might be the Eccleston factor there. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was one year. To be honest, if Moffitt's only got perhaps moffitt has got one year as showrunner, possibly. Possibly, thanks Who knows? to bring him in, have him for his last year, and then a clean slate again. Forever takes over. Yeah, possible. But
0: you know, I, I don't really want to think about that. No, to be honest, the But even tie, so, as we said, the, the opportunity to have him.
1: Yeah, you know, he's the... too good to turn down. Even if it was for how, even if it was just for one episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy's been cast.
1: He's just been
0: announced. You know, um, let's just rejoice in the fact that he has been. And let's just rejoice the fact how however we, long we, he's in the role. Yes, I think that's all we. That's I think that should be the uh, the best way to go forward with this. Yeah, um, I do not care anymore about ethnicity or the the sexual sexuality of the doctor. I don't care. The the best actor has been has been cast. That's it. Moffat casted who he wanted for the role. Yeah, our opinion doesn't matter. So no. there we go. There we go. OK, well, there is other news apart from that, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Um, now, I think we'll say to our listeners, this is going to be a very, very short episode, isn't it? Yeah. There's not a lot of news, uh, apart from, obviously, the, the casting. And so we got a, a, a quick book review to do as well. <laughs> uh, do you think it will be quick as well? It probably will be, yes. It probably will be, yes. OK, OK. Right, now, going back to last week's uh, news... We said that uh, the Series 7 box set uh, would not feature the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. And on this podcast, there was much rejoicing. Yes. Yes. Now, it's now been announced during the week that BC, it says that BC Worldwide has bowed to fan pressure. And now it will be included on the Series 7 box
1: set. <laughs> Obviously, they are listening to us again, aren't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, fan pressure or was it just a cock up at the uh at the printers
1: I <laughs> well, no well I, no it probably is fan. i mean they probably have decided look they probably have had a backlash and they've just thought well <laughs> just for the sake of it we might have just hung it in look do you think this is actually a case of be careful what you wish for or <laughs> <laughs> well, don't wish for
0: <laughs> no no quite a few people were quite
1: glad that wasn't included um, yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. say that if I buy it, it's actually ever going to really no. get out of the case. No, so it's, it's never going it well, to. The they case. might as well just not bother shipping it for me. I don't no, know.
0: I mean, looking at the, the extras on there, I'm not even that bothered about buying this as a, an an entire box set. I, I was bought a Series 7A for Christmas on Blu ray, and I shall get Series 7 um, Part 2 on Blu ray as well. I really am not worried about these extra features.
1: Mm. I haven't yet, so I probably will just buy it as the, the one thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know they said there's behind-the-scenes featurettes for every episode, um, except the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, it says here, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it, really. They don't give away a lot on the uh, new series, do they? No. So I really don't think it's worth the money. But uh, Oh, well. We shall see. We shall see. I'll, I'll probably say, yeah, I've got it for Christmas. So <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that may well likely to be happening. I think so. I think so.
0: Now... um, the final bit of news this week. Um, now something interesting sort of popped up in my in my line of sight on uh, on Friday was that the really? uh, yeah yeah not through the sight of a gun. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> it's not that
1: kind of a podcast. Um, she <laughs> really didn't want Zoe Ball, to did did I really that? didn't. No, no. no,
0: It says here the fiftieth anniversary apparently had um, funding problems. Now apparently she sort of like said that they were trying to sort of push the boat out. A little bit for the 50th, as you know, one would expect, uh, but they weren't given enough money to do it. So, what they thought, what they're basically saying is they're trying to make a feature length Doctor Who on the schedule and the budget for an hour. So, trying to squeeze an hour's worth of budget into into an hour and a half, for argument's sake, yeah, and also trying to do 3D on a 2D budget. So, it's a little bit odd,
1: odd, um. Especially when they haven't had to really do a series yeah. this year, if you consider Series 7 was really last year's. Well, this article does go on to
0: say that BBC Worldwide puts up part of the funds, and as we discussed, was it last week or the week before, um, they just released their um, annual budget results, and they had made a loss.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's... But hadn't they made, made a, a loss into... because there hadn't been so much Doctor Who?
0: Well, exactly. was you saying, they were just shooting themselves in the foot, weren't they?
1: But, yeah, and that's a... That's the spiral. that's only going to go down if that's the reason.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, it also slightly worries me as well that, that they're not trying to overreach themselves too much with this one. Yeah, because they say trying to do an hour and a half on an hour on an hour's worth of budget that that is stretching things.
1: Do you think he's just trying to limit expectation, which he knows he's going to be over the top anyway?
0: He could be. He could be, but he, he does say it was unbelievably tough making the fiftieth. So, hmm. Well, they've
1: got specials like tonight to print well, as yes, well. Oh yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Oh Christ.
0: But it's just that thing, though. Like even now, the BBC are still reluctant to spend money on their flagship show.
1: Yeah, but it's, yeah, and it just seems strange, do not it? it? Just really does seem strange. They would do some. I can't really think how many other programs they'd have done something like tonight for. No, me neither. I mean, to not fund it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um. It's, it's, it was like if I mean, I wonder if they do the same thing. I wonder if Fragrance Saint Benedict Cumberbatch left the role of Sherlock and they cast another actor, would they? Would they have done the same thing? And that is a <laughs> massive. <laughs> like,
1: would they do a regeneration scene?
0: No, no. <laughs> well, no. That's the thing. Would, would they have done a show like we had tonight for the for the twelfth Doctor? Probably not. No. And that's just as popular. Yeah. You know, it's got that sort of a rabid um, sort of fan base. So, but I, I don't think they would have done the same the same sort of thing. I, I, do you know, I, just, I just find it amazing that the BBC are still reluctant, even today, to um, to spend money on, on Doctor Who, and it, I, I still think that you, you've got that upper echelon of the BBC just regard it as a silly little um, like kids' program. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, it sounds like we're being really down on the, on this whole Doctor Who
1: Twelve cast uh, Doctor casting tonight, but I, I, I just I just think there's there's a point where yeah we're on the downward spiral after after the excitement of finding out. The nervous energy is gone now, hasn't it? I must admit, when they did that, I remember going back
0: to our first news item now, back to the 12 Doctor again, but I must admit, when they're about to announce it, I did sort of like butterflies in my stomach.
1: You know, And say, then, you know. then you realised you weren't in the studio, so it wasn't going to be you. <laughs> 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 you having to look at that hand, and having look at your own hand, thinking, mm, is that me? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Matt Smith gave it away anyway, didn't he, when he was saying that he met him him yeah. in the street and he said to you know so um but then as soon as you saw the close-up of capaldi's hand i mm. straight away said oh it's an older actor yeah you could tell just looking at his hand um so then capaldi stepped out so i, I must admit I, I was sort of i'm sort of kind of it is a bit of an anti-climax because he it, it was been mentioned
1: yeah just just because the fact that matt smith was just such left field weren't it at the yeah. time yeah, exactly. Like and Nobody saw that coming, and you just got—you just did not know. I mean, we—you've we, almost—you're almost starting to think how this, how he's going to be as the Doctor now. Whereas with Matt Smith, we just had no idea what we was getting. No, no. I mean,
0: I mean, as I said, there've been some stupid things said about this old casting thing, um, usually go with people with their own little agendas. Um, but I mean, people still can't say, "Well, he can't be the Doctor because he does Malcolm Tucker and he swears a lot." I mean, well, Malcolm Tucker's a character. Yeah. You know, um he's an actor. He does different characters. You know, I mean some people do make like, some ridiculous statements, they really do. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and I think um the the backlash has started already with some of the little um fanboys and girls saying he's too old, they won't watch the show, he's too old. Um well that just goes to show you're not fans of the of what the Doctor is about or the show's no. about then,
1: really. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't it shouldn't actually matter what his age is, but no. yeah, there's a there's a sense that you get different characters. Yeah. So But
0: that's the thing though, you know, it's gonna it's now we're now gonna have a different a different breed of fan, a different generation of fans are gonna turn into this now. Yeah. Um because if if you're just watching the show because you fancy the lead actor and that lead actor leaves, well there's nothing there for you
1: anymore, is there? No. What so this mean? is our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas will be our last podcast. <laughs> you speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> Oh, what you fancied What already do yeah?
0: <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not saying anything else though.
1: especially after last week your Cliff Richard comments <laughs> my Cliff Richard comments no. I mean, that was the only disappointment for us wasn't it it wasn't Cliff because he would have tied in our podcast quite nicely and we could have got, got the doctor, 12th Doctor commemorative plate couldn't we <laughs> you could have gold rimmed the TARDIS <laughs>
0: Oh God. No, I I say so we, we I think we could both say we are extremely pleased that Capaldi's got the role. It's the yeah. best actor for the job and I I for one am very, very much looking forward to see what he does with the role.
1: Yeah. Totally. Definitely, definitely. This new this new section sort of flitted about a little bit, really, isn't it? But Oh, there is actually one other thing, isn't there? From last week's going back to last week's podcast. Go on. Hasn't um McGann come out and denied that he's filmed anything?
0: I must admit, I haven't read that. I haven't read that. There's, um,
1: where, where did you read that then, Paul? Uh, I can't remember now. It's just picked up something. There was, there was a, something he said. I don't know who put these rumours around. Mm. It's either children or bored old men. <laughs> uh, well, probably, actually, it's us. Yes. <laughs> it's the Doctor Who child in us <laughs> that does the podcast and the bored old men for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's us he's talking about. Well, I'm uh, not that old. <laughs> he said bald. Yes, we're not as old as the next doctor. <laughs> Unless he said
0: bald old men. <laughs> that's the case. He's got me down off pat.
1: <laughs>
0: oh god. No, I I hadn't read that. I hadn't read that. I um, can't
1: read the Perhaps I just imagined it. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure he did. I'm sure he came out and said Oh, well, if so there's, there there's a lot of there's a lot of Doctor
0: Who fans uh deflated. You've you've just shattered the 50th anniversary for him, Paul. I hope I hope
1: you're satisfied yeah. but then you never know these things do you <laughs> you never know yeah I
0: mean it could again smoke and mirrors yeah really could be but anyway anyway let's uh, I think we'll wrap up this new, new section because I think you know I think we'll just sort of sit back and watch the um, internet melt down now yes over this, over this casting so uh, yes we've, we've we've said our bit we're happy and we'll leave it at that so yes that, Good. Okay, then. Right. So for another week, then, that was the news. Right, then everybody, well, after the excitement of uh, the casting of The Twelfth Doctor, we've got a review to do, and uh, it's a Target book review, which we've been putting off for how many months now? A few, yeah. It's been a few, hasn't it? So we're finally getting around to doing our review of the Target novelisation of The Seeds of Death. Now... Who's going to go first on this one? Do you want to? I... Shall I kick off? Yeah, go on. Okay, then. okay. Um, I think we sort of picked a book here that is far too similar to the transmitted TV version. I think we just get that yeah. out of the way now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's actually, we, we were sort of talking about this and just thought, you know what, I don't know, really know where I'm going with this one. It is strangely that sort of book, isn't it? It's a very short book as well for a six-part series. It is, isn't it's, it? It's... It's a very I mean, quick... when we did when we did the uh, Cave Monsters, that was nearly 200 pages for a seven part. Yep, this was about 130 for a six part. It doesn't leave a lot of room to actually embellish anything. No,
0: it doesn't. Um, there's no sort of real changes made to the characters at
1: all, is there? But that, actually, I mean, the most disappointing thing really from this is there's no characterisation at all, is there? Well,
0: he he starts off trying to do it with the the Gia Kelly character. Yeah. Um and he sort of remarks about sort of the quality of women in the tw- and this is this story is set in the 21st century. So he's sort of like that the role of women in the 21st century was more the- um theoretical rather yes. than, than practical, which still rings true today. Um, and cuz then this was written oh, when was this written actually in the 70s, wasn't it? So yeah. it, I mean it was pretty spot on. From that, you know, from that point of view, yep. you know, things haven't really moved on that much. No,
1: they've still not played the dogs, or have they? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah. But he 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 starts off trying to sort of embellish and give sort of the characters a bit more of a background. But as the book goes on,
1: that diminishes. Yeah, you just get literally seen here. Yeah, this line exact word for word from the yeah,
0: and he does the, sort of try try and sort of pad out sort of um G. Kelly's or gear, I'll pronounce it gear. Um, gear Kelly's sort of thoughts about her sort of like Commander Radnor and things like yeah. that. You know, sort of just trying to sort of like um, give her a bit of a, a background and how she sort of basically treated them as sort of like you know puffed up windbags, basically. Yeah. Um, but as the book went on, it, then it just didn't deviate from the from the transmitted version.
1: No, I think you're right there. I think you also yeah, you also got a little bit on the other one. She gives it. She gives the first names, don't you? So you get Harry and you get Gear mm. from that, um, and the fact that there's a bit of rivalry between them yeah. for the top job eventually. Yeah, and
0: that, was, oh, that was That was Osgood, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But once he's packed off to the moon, that ends. Yeah, I know the guy dies, but you know, um... literally
1: the minute the Ice Warriors arrive, it just follows the plot. religiously without breaking off. It's almost as if he did start it with the intention that he was going to fill in the gaps and then suddenly realised he'd used up 20 pages and was going to run out of space if he did that to actually fill the story in. So he just dropped it and just did the story.
0: Yeah, and I'm sort of kind of surprised at Terence Dix because he usually does some of the the more descriptive writing Mm. all the way through and it starts off... You know, he's sort of trying to build on it a bit more. And as and as you say, I just begin to wonder, you know, if he was sort of like told no this is too much, just give us a basic, you know, translation of what, what was transmitted.
1: Yeah, or oh, if there was time pressures on him and he just didn't have the time to Coulda been could have been do anything else. We don't know what else was happening at the point when he was commissioned to write this.
0: Yeah. I mean I know he I mean, you know, he, this was written way after uh and had sort of, you know, relinquished I can't even speak tonight. Given up the role. I'm not going to say, try and bother to say that again. <laughs> Gave up the role. Um, he does sort of take some sort of liberties with the sort of the continuity uh, with regards to the fact that he states that the Doctor is a time lord, but in Troughton's, um timeline, that's not announced until the War Games. Yeah. You don't know what his race of people are. Um, but I suppose by the time this was written, it was already announced that you know, you know, the yeah. War Games have been and gone. You know, so um, it didn't really matter.
1: It, it would have been point. odd not to have mentioned it to somebody coming across it now, having seen later episodes. That's it.
0: Um, he does write, sort of like to begin with, these descriptions of the Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe, um, and the TARDIS, actually. They don't actually appear until chapter two, do they? No. Um, and it is very much written for newcomers. You, you do get some detailed descriptions of, you know, about the TARDIS, the Doctor, and um, sort of how he looks, and Zoe, and, and Jamie's appearance as well. But then it just sort of. Fizzles out after that, doesn't it? Yeah. And when I was actually sort of read it before, I was sort of like, I couldn't remember the the, like the bit when they get the, the get to the moon base and the whole thing with this weird sort of wall of mirrors. The Doctor sort of sees his multiple reflections of himself, and I thought, was that in the was that in the, um, the transmit version? And sure enough, yeah, there it was. I, I thought it was something he had actually made up, so that really didn't stick in my mind from the from the TV version.
1: Yeah, it 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 was from that point of view. Coming to it, you sort of come to the books and you think, oh, there'd be little bits that are flesh out, and then when you watch the episode again, stuff will make more sense, or you'll feel more sympathy for a character, or whatever. You just didn't, did you? After this, no, not at all. Absolutely nothing. It,
0: well, I'm not going to say it was a it was a hack job. I think it was more of a rush job. Yeah, that's how it felt. As you say, it was a six part story in not even 150 pages,
1: and one that's actually quite complex in jumping backwards and forwards.
0: Yes, it is, actually. And I will give I mean, we'll give it one thing. It does move along. I think possibly that... I know the Target books are sort of written with children in mind. And I've got to be honest, it doesn't let up, does it? It, no. is, it is quite an action-packed story. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's actually a good story.
0: Yeah. Because I, um, I actually find the seas of death a little bit plodding to watch. But reading it, I actually say because it's such a short book. Um, yeah. It, it was it was enjoyable. I mean, always I we sort of like said, well, it wasn't. You know, it's not it's not up there with the with the better um, target books.
1: No, uh, it is just an adaptation of the series rather than quite. Some of them can actually stand up as books in their own right. Yeah,
0: oh, definitely. This
1: this just was an adaptation of, this, of, this play, of the of play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he TV. doesn't
0: even try to sort of change the way the ice warriors move about. He still describes them as slow and plodding. Yeah, it doesn't even try and speed them up to, to sort of generate a little bit more threat. Yeah, um, but he does sort of it does sort of begins off with a little bit more description of when a nice warrior shoots someone with, with that that sonic gun that they he sort of described them as imploding. Yes, which I thought was quite a nice little sort of gory little touch, really.
1: Um, yeah, but, but what you didn't get, you just didn't get any background. You had no feeling for the technicians, did you? No. Normally in these sort of books, you'll get a little backstory to them as well.
0: Yeah, just so you. And you just
1: didn't. You no. just got
0: their names and that was it. Yeah, there was nothing to sort of make you
1: sort of care. No. About the characters too much. No. Just people arrived. They got killed. They. Didn't, and that was that. It just moved on. Yeah. Very sort of. I
0: was going to say. I suppose you could say the way it was. It was sort of almost in that with that regard. It was, it was almost sort of pedestrian, wasn't it? Yeah. Sort of very pedestrian, but I don't think that um, I say it's not a you know it's not a bad read though. If, yeah, if, if you just want a quick s- a quick Doctor
1: Who action adventure, it is the story. Yeah, and that's it really. That's all you. It really does, need. It's not embellishing the what you've seen. If you've seen the episode, then you're not going to gain anything from reading the book. No. I don't think from this one. No, I don't think so. I, I was trying think so. to think of things that was that told you anything more about. What was happening by the book from the TV series is it got on, and the only thing in the book I could find was they were drinking fruit cordial. Oh, was that <laughs> and that's it. That's about the only time that's actually something description rather than. I mean, it really was just. I, mean, I know we sort of levelled
0: this criticism when we did the review of the Tenth Planet novelisation, um, just saying that it, it really added nothing, you know, to the TV version at all, apart from the ends with the with the Doctor regenerating some sort of metal casket. Yeah. Um, which they just took absolute liberties with the, with with that um, with that thing, but um, and this is probably the same. Really, he doesn't really add anything to the to, no, the, to the transmitted
1: but version. But even with the tenth planet, you have got more description of the base. I can remember the bits about Ben being in the projection room, and you could picture that. Whereas this, you just didn't really get any feelings for the solar room, what was in there at all, did you? No, you it didn't. Was just another. If you hadn't watched the episode, you couldn't picture it from from the description that he gave. No, in No, the book. you couldn't you? Couldn't
0: yeah. I mean, for that point of view, it is it is lacking. It is really lacking. But I, th- I think you know, as I say, if you just want a simple read, yeah, it's just it's just a, a very straightforward, perfunctory action and adventure featuring the Doctor. Um, you know, don't expect anything earth shattering in there. what I'm going to say, there's, no, there's no sort of hidden revelations. About a certain character's background or anything, it, it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, you're, you're going to. You, unfortunately, you don't get anything more out of the book than you did from the TV. No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. So,
0: yeah, as I say, we said this, this is going to be a short review because, as I say, because it was so remarkably similar. Yeah. To the um, transmitted version, there wasn't too much we could say about it, I and mean, at the time when we, we I think it was I suggested this one, didn't I?
1: Yeah, some time ago. Um, I think not realizing just quite how. So the problem is the idea of it being is we try to pick ones that we haven't watched the episodes for for a while. Yeah. So that we can, we don't go in with too much of a set view of what it should look like. But you just got nothing from the book as to what this, what the moon base looked like, or what the control station looked like. No, nothing at all. There's nothing really descriptive in this book. This. Doesn't. I mean, we've been talking about the audio stuff for the fiftieth, mm. and how the good ones of those have painted pictures. This book should as well, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's
0: a shame. It's a shame because we know Terence has, has done better than this. Yeah, definitely done better than this. So yeah, it's um. Well, let's hope the next one we pick is is a bit of um a bit of an improvement. Yes, but as I say, I, I'd still say yeah, read it. You know, because, you know, it, as I say, it, if you just want a quick read, it's it's not a bad book to pick up. But as I say, if you want something that's going to expand on the TV show, then it, then don't look at this book, really. No, you're not going to get it from this. You're not going to get it. Definitely not going to get it. OK, I think that's that's pretty much it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, what's coming up next, then? Um, well, next week, I think we're going to go back to their Destiny of the Doctor reviews, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's uh, out now. Yeah, so next week will be uh, the eighth Doctor's turn with a story called "Enemy Aliens," read by India Fisher and Michael Maloney. Yeah, yep. So we got that coming up next week. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll be quite sad when this Destiny of the Doctor stories
1: end. Yeah, well, we'll just have to go. But we'll just we'll be back on our
0: back on our big finish, finish we, stuff
1: after that, of which they've. Uh, going to have to be buying some of those quite soon aren't we? Because, I think uh, we are they've, actually, they've got an offer on at the moment haven't they? They so. have
0: yeah. Um, is it three, sort of a special they're on the first 50 isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's £5 pounds for the CD or two ninety nine to download. Oh, well you can't go wrong with that can you? No. So Another plug for Big Finish
0: there. Yes. Okay then folks right so until next week then it is goodbye
1: from me Phil and goodbye from me Paul Goodbye